Welcome to We Are Free. I am your host, Becky Marquecho, and you're listening to episode 61. This is a podcast about letting go of what we think our lives should look like and the sweet freedom God has for us on the other side of surrender. My guest today is Sonia Spillman. Sonia lives in the DC area with her husband and four kids through birth and adoption. She's a critical care nurse by training, but currently writes for Coffee and Crumbs and is the co-host for the Exhale Creativity podcast. Hey, Sonia, welcome to We Are Free. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. um, And happy belated birthday also. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I kind of celebrate all week or all month. Yes. (laughs) I'm one of those too. I'm definitely a month celebrator for my birthday. That's awesome. What did you do to celebrate? Well, um, you know, it's different this year, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Last year I was um, happened to be in Hawaii for my birthday. So this year looked quite a bit different. Uh, I have a surgery coming up, so I'm also kind of like just locked down at home. So it it was, um, I walked the dog. Yes, (laughs) good. I wore fancy loungewear. Um, Um, that, you know, we celebrated it at home with my family. It was, it was very nice. It was just very small and quiet, but it was still really good. So thank you. (laughs) Yes. That sounds awesome. I am always wearing fancy loungewear. My poor daughter, I like try to put some like cute pants on her. She's four. like, she will not wear clothing that is not like loose. And she's, I see why, like I wear sweatpants all the time and I expect her to wear leggings and she just won't have it. Yeah, I actually mm-hmm. put lipstick on the other day and my son who's eight now was just like, where are you going? Why are you so fancy? <laughs> I'm like, I'm actually wearing like a romper. I look like I'm a car mechanic. Yeah. I am definitely not going anywhere fancy. I just put some lipstick on. That's it. Mama so. needed some lipstick. Yeah. Yes, that's great. Um, you guys, I wanted to chat with Sonia because she wrote something that, well, she writes a lot of things that like move me and she's an incredible writer and is so honest and raw, which as you know, I'm all for those things. Um, But she wrote a post called Practice Pudding and I want to just read a little piece of it before we jump into our conversation, just to give you some context of what we're going to be chatting about. So I'm just going to read a small little piece. And I think if you are a woman, you will be able to relate to this um, regardless of where you're at in your life. So here's just a little piece of what Sonia wrote. So picture me standing in my kitchen, staring at my mosh pit of a countertop, peanut butter and wine and watermelon smashed up against nondescript paper piles, boxes of cereal and a bag of ground coffee. Half a loaf of sandwich bread crowd surfs over scissors, pens, a zucchini, a bottle of vitamins and an empty coffee cup hang out near the edge. I look at it all and honestly, I don't know where to start, which is my signal to stop. The urge to do something else, anything else, check the mail, eat chocolate chips, cut my toenails, it overwhelms me. Start anywhere, I say, start with what you know. Um, And she goes on in to talk about this thing that she calls practice pudding. And um, Sonia, why don't you just give us a little background on like where you were at when, you know, this was going on and your world felt that way. I'm sure it does every other week. It's not something we kind of... (laughs) get out of as women, but um, give us a little bit of background on what this practice putting is and uh, what that looks like in your life. Well, I mean, first of all, I just want to say like, I'm super excited to talk about this and I'm glad. Thank you for having me. And thank you for even your kind words about my writing. I really appreciate that. Um, But I think we all come to 
this point in our lives where we like look at our proverbial kitchen counters. And for me, it was like, not just figurative. It was like my actual, like there is just stuff everywhere. Like, (laughs) and, and having four kids, our house is relatively small. So I, and I am one of those people who just doesn't, um, clutter doesn't necessarily bother me. I mean, it, it doesn't bother me until it absolutely overwhelms me, you know? Um, and, so whether I have like um, things just piled up or not, I think it was just this over and over again, I was finding my actual countertops, my tables, any flat surface really. Mm-hmm. Just, like, Anywhere you had room. <laughs> just like covered um, with stuff. And and I it would just be like, I don't want to deal with this right now. And so it was just this mental part of like, just you need to get into the practice of putting things away. You need to just practice. And so anyway, it was kind of a simple phrase, practice putting, but just basically just starting with what I know goes where. Because I, I would, there would be this block for me of, I just don't know how to do it all. It seems really big. So I'm just going to leave it um, and go do something else that I find more interesting or more pressing. Um, So yeah, it's basically um, trying, start with the basics and start with what I know goes where. And, and that's, that's where it came from. And then it just developed into more of a mental state. Um, that I have to do all the time. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's the part that like that, like introduced the idea, but then she gets into like the emotional stuff, the mental stuff, like our fears, mm-hmm. our insecurities, like, okay, so we know the physical stuff, like, yeah, we just have to put things back and that's easier said than done when you're feeling paralyzed and you can't do anything. Um, but I think the trickier part is, and what I really want to dive into is that like mental and spiritual mm-hmm. and emotional stuff. Like, practice putting it where it belongs. I feel like that is just so, so good and so needed. Um, I know myself, I'm an Enneagram type one. So I put a lot on myself and like, I'm Mm -hmm. in charge of this responsibility. I have faith and hope in Jesus. And I, I understand that like, I can lay my burdens down. However, like, I think I need this practice putting of like, where do things belong? Um, so, why don't you just walk us through a little bit? Like, how do you Mm -hmm. do that? How do you, yes, again, like we know the answer, lay your burdens down, but like, how do we Mm -hmm. actually do that? How do you do that? (laughs) (laughs) That's a great question. Um, I mean, so yeah, I think that there is this very elemental part of it, like that we, whether it's physical or emotional, and I love the, you know, metaphor for the emotional stuff and the spiritual stuff that you do, you still start with what you know. Um, And if you don't know, that's kind of where, like the very, very foundation of things um, that you do have to put things where, where they belong. Um, so I think that when we talk about something very specific, like the Bible does speak into not just who God is and who we are, but he speaks into some speci- very specific areas. Um, and I'm not saying like <laughs> where, you know, you the analogy does break down, obviously, but like when we're talking about fear, like there are verses all over the Bible. Um, there's a very, I had just, I would say a season of 
intense fear in my life. And man, I just, Psalm 34, 4, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Isaiah 41, 10, fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Um, I had that verse on a screensaver on my phone um, before my surgery this summer. And I'm going to about to put it back on for my, my upcoming surgery because it's so easy for us to just the things come back on the counter of our minds, you know, they, and, and so we have to continually put them back. Um, so very practically, we take these issues we have, and I think we first have to sort of assess what's there. And then, um, yeah, I don't, I don't mean to say like a very <laughs> placating, like God's got it, you mm-hmm. know, like, like how we might throw all the toys in just like one basket if we're moms, you know, um, or just clear off a whole entire kitchen counter and just kind of throw it, throw all the papers in one thing, but kind of, okay, what, what needs to be filed away? What needs to be like thrown away, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of these things. And so, um, to be able to go to God with each of the issues and say, I, know you are sovereign. I know you are good. I know you are for me and recite these things to yourself because he's unchanging and we forget. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's kind of, um, that's where I start with practice putting the spiritual and emotional stuff. Yeah. Sonia, what happens um, for you when you don't know where to put something? And it seems like, okay, it's obvious. We know again, like, okay, it comes back to Jesus, but like whether it's like a strained relationship or um, something out of our control or something, um, I don't know, something a little more vague, I guess. Um, What do you, what have you done with those things? What have you experienced? How have you um, seen God work in those things and help you to put those things in their place and figure out what the place is even? Well, I think when life looks messy, like I just, I don't actually know what, like I look messy, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, And honestly, like if I'm, I don't know where things are, and I'm talking physically and sort of, I I am like a spinning person, you know, um, and I will kind of emotionally be not, I don't even want to say out of control, but I am not um, at peace. You know, I mean, like in the physical sense of that, you're carrying too much, like you start to drop stuff, you know, you start to, I'm just going to stretch this metaphor for all it's worth, right? Yes. And, um, I'm just, I mean, I am not, I am a person who, I think I already said this, like, I'm not bothered necessarily by messes. And I also don't pass judgment on people who, who make it a sincere priority to clean things up all the time, you know, and wipe down counters and, and even just like check the boxes in a way of when we're talking spiritually and emotionally, like having their quiet time with God. And, you know, I, I want to do that too, but it's just, I know that I can like personally cannot function properly long-term without putting my, all my stuff, the physical, the emotional, the spiritual, where it belongs. And that starts with going to God every day and all through the day, just sort of in a surrendered, um, open, humble heart, um, that I continually try to take back and figure out where everything should go. Um, and so when we're talking about relationships, um, I think that that 
that's probably one of the hardest parts of, you know, deciding, okay, for <laughs> kind of with first things first, like where, where's the, the, the basis of the relationship and even just my own heart in, and when things are a little bit messy of, of what to do with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Um, I think like the reason this struck a chord with me so much is I have such a tendency, like it drives me crazy if like the house is a mess and like that's just mm-hmm. what is going to happen when you have a child, not a mess, but even just things like I just need like white space in my life. Like I, I know that about myself. Like I need mm-hmm. my own time. I need that in my home. I need like a little bit of white space. And so what I have the tendency to do, and I probably, I'm sure we've talked about this in other episodes is like the control that I have, I can like apply to my physical surroundings. Like, oh, I can, I can clean up the piles. I can declutter. I can take stuff to goodwill. I can like make this room feel okay to me. But what I need to continue to extend that, you know, metaphor to is the rest of my life. Like, okay, like I have really good practice putting things away in my kitchen. Mm -hmm. Like I need to focus more on applying that to the mental and emotional. And I'm sure there are other women who maybe are type A like me who, who can relate to that. I hope so. I hope I'm not alone in that, but I think that, um, I I think I read that and I I loved it so much because yes, we all understand what it feels like to stand in, you know, a messy kitchen and then, you know, clean it up. But like the more important work and the harder work is, you know, putting the things in place that um, aren't right in front of your eyes. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, what I want to encourage people listening and I'm speaking to myself too, is that like it, is actually, like you said, easier to focus on this physical stuff, you know, and that control of that thinking that they translate into each other. And I don't, I kind of grew up with this like message of like messy home, messy heart. And I can appreciate where that was coming from. (laughs) Um, And I do want to put more effort into keeping things nice and clean on the outside. But um, my priority has to be putting things where they belong inside. Um, I was 18 when my mom passed away. Um, I got married at 20. My husband had brain surgery at 25. Um, We just, there, I have had no choice but to kind of figure out where the big stuff goes. I was a trauma nurse, uh, ICU trauma nurse. So, you know, there are, there are things that I cannot, I don't have answers for why the young father died in a car accident. I don't have answers for why people get cancer and die. Um, I, I don't, and it isn't all death, right? But just like, why, why do bad things happen? Um, and I don't, have the answers so much as I trust in a God who does. And so that's where I have to put um, all of my hope and all of my faith in a God who is good, who is immeasurable, who's all-knowing, you know, sovereign, who does not change, who's self-existent and and trustworthy. And, um, And I can say, I know that my even when I don't feel it, even when I'm struggling of, I don't understand this and I'm trying to hold on to these things. I know that I can give this to you. 
Yeah. And what that, yeah. And what that looks like practically is I think actually saying I am upset. I, I don't know how to, I don't know how to manage the fact that my, I have a friend with young kids who has terminal cancer. Lord, what do I do with that? I know that you have a plan so help me to trust you. Help me. Like, and that's the other part where like I the the spirit gives us that ability to um give those things up. That's not because I want to hold on to it. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I wanna um I wanna figure out the place for everything. I not I had another part just time in life where I just was very angry. And I would just, you know, whether it would be at my husband and my kids, obviously there was underlying stuff going on, but until I actually like admitted it and sort of surrendered, yeah, you know what? I am that angry mom. Like I am that person um, who's flying off the handle. Obviously something is not in the right place, but it was only after I could like say it, admit it, and then like um, then start to deal with it um, that I was able to it wasn't even myself being released from it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think it was that it was like God was able to say, "Okay, now you're at a now you're at a place where you're, where I can put this in the right. I can put your hurt, your grief, your disappointments. Let me have that so I can put it in the right place." Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Like taking our the things that trigger us and like looking at your life as a whole and saying like, "Well, what is going on right now?" Whether it's like anger or jealousy or whatever it is that we're mm -hmm. going through, mm -hmm. and like I, I haven't done that before and looked at it and said, "Okay, what is not in its place right now?" Like I've asked other questions and like maybe you get to the same answer, but I I kind of like that as a reflective question. Like whatever my output is, like what something is not right, like what is out of place and mm -hmm. and trying to like take it from that standpoint. I like that. Yeah, we have such a tendency to have a hard feeling, myself included, like mm -hmm. we have a hard feeling or something icky or whatever, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But, and we, we put it, we, we want to do something, we want to put it on the shelf or put it in a drawer, you know, or just like, and leave it alone where instead it's almost like, okay, I have this thing I don't know what to do with. Let me look at it for a second. And now what? Yeah, You know, I, I had that experience not too long ago where, um, just someone, um, it was someone online actually that just like really was like rubbing me the wrong way. <laughs> and I had to, um, instead of just like the, the quick unfollow or mm -hmm. the, you know, or the continual like ugh, thing, I was like, what is going on here? And, and again, like just praying about it, like not take, trying to take it too like, oh, like um, making oh. it bigger than it was. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like what it really was, was jealousy. I was jealous. Yeah. Like, and, you know, just kind of then, then it's like, okay, I, here's, I'm jealous. I confess this, please help me, you know? And then it just sort of ab everything almost like turned on its head then. Yeah. There's so much freedom in that confession yeah. and admitting yeah. those things. Um, <laughs> even when we don't want to, even when we're really stubborn. It's, it's, it's really hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Sonia, you talked about a time in your life when you were dealing with a lot of fear. Um, mm -hmm. If you want to share like what that was and what that looked like. And like, I just want to walk through like a season, like if somebody is in like a really rough season, um, regardless of what the feeling is or the circumstance is and like, like the day-to-day -day practice of like, what are some actual, you know, practical things like on a daily basis you can do um, in mm -hmm. a hard season like that? Well, I will share the the experience that happened, which is so random. So please, no one th think this is going to happen to them. But um, 
um, I had two little kids and we live in the DC area, metro area. So I, we, we visited family for a holiday. We came home. I was working, um, the new year's shift overnight. So it was a few nights before new year's. I went to the grocery store and this is like, you know, after going for Christmas with my family, I'm dressed in, Oh, a big puffy coat, like big boots. It's cold. It gets cold here, but not super cold, but I'm, I look ridiculous. I've got a big hat on. I go, I buy groceries. I come in my husband's home with my sleeping kids and I come back to my car and my tires completely flat. And so I, you know, call my husband, what should I do? Well, right then a guy walks by and says like, do you need help? I'm thinking, no, my husband will come. And then while he's on the phone with me, he says, my husband says, just let this guy help you. If he's going to like thinking, I would help a woman. You can, you know, trust this guy to help you. And the guy, this is a longer story, but the short version is he ends up asking me to move my car um, a little bit further out because there was some ice there. And I was skeptical, but then I was like, okay, I'm putting my groceries in. There's people everywhere. Also, I look like a black marshmallow because I'm wearing like black pants, black, um, uh, you know, my Parker or whatever, black hat. I'm just you can hardly even see me. Um, it turns out I end up like having a physical gut, almost like punch because the guy kept saying, please move. Like, I want you to move the car over there and then I can help you. And it was close to this van, which I know sounds super crazy because saying it out loud. Um, but it turns out that I was like, suddenly was like, no, I, I'm okay. I'm fine. I went into the store, called my husband. Yeah. I was like, this, something's not right about this. And he was <laughs> honestly a little bit like, Sonia, come on. Um, waited till my kids, I waited in the store till he could come get me. He took the car to the shop and sure enough, there were like puncture marks on the side, the sidewall. Um, so it, it was done on purpose. Mm-hmm. I didn't leave. I came home and I just uh, held it together till the, you know, once the kids Mm -hmm. got to bed and um, then crumpled because it was so much like what could have happened. Mm -hmm. And I let my mind go there and I, it like over, it consumed me. So I didn't leave my house for probably a week or so. And every time I did after that, I, so practically that, sorry, that was so long. You can edit as much as (laughs) out, but like, so that was kind of what started this. It was like I started looking over my shoulder all the time. Um, I practically speaking, I took note cards and just had Bible verses about fear mm-hmm. right by my bed. I would read them before bed. I'd read them first thing I wake up. I'd take them to the bathroom. I'd work, you know, leave them some in there. I'd take some to the kitchen. Um, I would just constantly and overwhelmingly tell myself those. And I will actually say that even in that time, I was not very close with God. Like I I never thought this was a punishment or anything like that. I right. just, it was, um, it's not like I had a relationship with him that I have now, but even still, it's like, I knew this was where I need to put my trust, my hope, my faith, um, because nothing else makes sense right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I think we can all, even though it's a very specific thing, I'm sure we've all been in 
a situation that like led to the same sorts of feelings or like paranoia or yeah um, just or overwhelm yes. you know like mm-hmm. something's going to happen after my husband's brain surgery it was months but it definitely was like a waiting for the shoe to drop like something else bad is going to happen yeah. for sure right i totally get that um i've lived seasons of my life feeling that and thinking that as well Um, Sonia, on the other side, on the flip side, like what have Mm -hmm. you experienced um, when you are in good habit of practice putting Mm -hmm. like in your home, Mm -hmm. in your relationships, your mind, uh, your relationship with God, like when you're in the constant rhythm of this, and of course it's not perfect, like I get it, we all have our days, but like when you are in the habit of that, like what have you experienced? Plain and simple, peace. Mm -hmm. I think and and I will say that the fruit of the spirit of, uh, you know, that there is a joy that I can have, like things don't have to be going right. You know, <laughs> like I think that's where I want everything, which is a control issue. Mm-hmm. I've always thought I was like very type B and more and more people are like, yeah, the fact that you like talk about like control and stuff, like it's a laid back type A, but you're just- <laughs> Sonia, you're really type A. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but just that like nothing has to be going right for me to still kind of be like, okay, I know I sort of like, it's like you can see the big picture in a way. Um, so really, yeah, I would just say peace, peace in my own heart that allows me to extend, um, to see situations from a perspective that I wouldn't naturally have on my own. Mm-hmm. If somebody is um, currently living in a life of messy counters and a messy heart and mm-hmm. just messy everything, um, what encouragement do you have for her? You are not alone. <laughs> you are not alone. And that um, God loves you so much. And he wants to put that um, comfort and that order in your heart, not necessarily, you know, (laughs) on your countertops, but um, for you to have an anchor in your soul um, and that's in him. And that comes primarily from saying that you don't know how to do it, that that you're, that you, um, we can check all the right boxes as Christian women, but that still isn't it. You know, it is this, it is enjoying the presence of our God and enjoying the um, relationship, this very real relationship and, and the having the Holy Spirit, you know, guide us through our days and um, comfort us and, and allow that the characteristics of Jesus to live through us. Um, and so I would say name in a practical sense, like spend some time, <laughs> name what you're feeling and um, and then pray over it. And I mean, I physically sometimes think of like me taking whatever it is and just like physically laying it down at Jesus's feet. I know I'm not the only one with that, you no. know, um, but that's, that would be, um, and if I don't know what I'm dealing with or really can't name something specifically, I, I, even that is something that I go to God in prayer saying, I am, um, I can't, I can't even figure, I can't even tease my way through this. Like, I don't know what's happening. Help me to figure it out. But yeah. until then, like, like, um, I, I need your, I need your help. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's really, it's, that's good. Um, Sonia, what do you feel like over the years have you've experienced this and practiced this? Um, what do you feel that God has set you free from? 
You know what? I got really stuck on this question because I wanted to be like everything. Um, <laughs> but I, he set me free from needing to figure out a place for everything. And I know we're talking about having a place for everything. So this sounds counterintuitive, but just that I can let go of figuring out where every little thing goes that I can say to him, actually all of that, there's a whole <laughs> category of things um, that actually get bigger and bigger as I'm getting older that I'm just saying, you know where this goes. So this is a, essentially a one-stop shop for me that I can say, here, this is that, um, and, and you take it. So he's set me free from my own, the, my own pressure mm-hmm. to figure it out. Mm-hmm. The miscellaneous pile. <laughs> Except, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a very like broad, it's more like, um, like I'm just sending it to upper management, mm-hmm. you know, like here, yeah, this is not my pay grade to figure any of that out. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so true. And we take it, uh, I do myself, I know maybe not everybody, but I have the tendency to try to take that on too. So I like that a lot. This is not my pay grade. Yeah. <laughs> he created us and he told us. So like, yeah. here you go. Yeah. And it's so very basic. You know, that's why it's almost funny of just like even writing it. I'm like, is anyone going to get this? practice pudding. Like yeah. it just sounds so, you know, um, but it's like, okay, we get better when we practice drawing, practice mm-hmm. writing, practice yoga, practice running, you know, like these hat their habits. And so the more we um, make the habit of going to God with the big and the small, um, the, the easier things will fall into place. Not that that means that like every life is suddenly this like tied up in a nice bow, but our hearts have um, even, or especially maybe in our rockiest, hardest seasons, um, have been very conditioned to hold on tight to where we find our hope. Yeah, so good. I love that. Um, And I need it. That's why you're here. (laughs) That's why I wanted you to come on. And I'm sure other people need it too. Um, Sonia, what are you working on anything right now? Writing projects, anything in your personal life you're excited about for this year? Uh, You know, I have, uh, I think like many of us with, you know, 2020 started and we all had kind of these big goals or some sort of goal. And then we're like, yeah, scratch that. Um, So I'm trying to (laughs) resurrect a few ideas. I'm going to try to start submitting to other places. Um, I do have a book um, in my heart, but that's a real scary thing to say. Mm -hmm. And, but that is, I don't know what that means or looks like right now, but that that's moving forward. And again, right now I'm, I'm a week away. So by the time this airs, I would guess, um, I will have had this big, um, reconstruction surgery for my breast cancer. And so I'm, um, right now my immediate focus is like making, obviously like just recovering from that. And so after that, um, so I don't really have anything right on the, right well, on my plate right now. I would say that's a big and worthy project. Um, yes, healing I'm, I'm, and, on the, yes. <laughs> I'm on the plate clearing when it comes to, you know, um, responsibilities yes. and, and, being productive right now. I'm just thinking productivity is going to look like um, resting yes. and healing. Yes. Yeah. Um, and where can we follow along with you online? Uh, my blog is soniaspillman.com and that's two L's and two N's just <laughs> my um, soniaspillman.com and um, on Instagram. 
Great. With the same, I think it's the same handle. Yeah, I'll have the links. Um, <laughs> thanks so much. Yeah, thanks so much for just sharing that and sharing your words all the time and um, just for taking the time to chat about this. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. And I hope um, we can all, you know, just get better at this practice, practice of putting, whether that means, phys- <laughs> you know, for this afternoon with our countertops or, you know, in our, in our hearts. Yeah. So thank-, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Thanks, Sonia. Again, don't forget to check out the show notes where we have all of the info and links and resources we talked about in the show. You can go to beckymorquecho.com, B-E-C-K-Y-M-O-R-Q-U-E-C-H-O.com. Thanks for listening in. 